Uh, hello, my name is Josh, and welcome to episode two. And this is what we're listening to. Uh, hey again, Asher. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm well, man. Um, Feeling a bit more sprightly this time. Good. So as this is our second episode, we're going to do a little bit of um, regrouping what we talked about uh, last time and kind of a little follow up mm-hmm. on what we've uh, what we've checked out since then. Definitely. Um, do you want to? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, so I've been listening to um, Violent Soho, and you are indeed correct. They are a lot of fun. <laughs> I um I gave it a couple of listens through, and I think my favorite track was Canada. Oh yeah. Um, you sent me the yeah you sent me the lyrics of that, and um a while ago, and I and I had a listen. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is a really fun album. And pick it up. I watched the video clip, and it was very very clever. So. <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't put that in the show notes for last episode, but I'll put it in this time just because it is worth a watch, um, just to kind of get the vibe of Violent Soho. That was good. Um, also you sent me two tracks by The Strokes. Um, I had to listen to both. Pretty cool video clip for The Door. Um, and that was probably my favorite of the two. I found the other one a little bit boring. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Makes sense. I uh, I did a little after you mentioned it. I did a little listening to Big Red Machine because I'd never actually heard them before, which mm-hmm. is the project with Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon. Mm. I actually like it a lot more than the last two uh, uh, Bonnie Fair release albums. Personally, right? Yeah, I, it's a similar well, it's a similar I... vibe, but I feel like Justin Vernon's a little bit pulling back on like all the auto tune and the shouting and the lack of interesting instrumentation kind of thing. So you don't like those things, the auto-tune, the shouting and the instrumentation? I, I like it in pieces. I don't like it like for, you know, two albums worth. Three albums <laughs> You see, worth. I enjoyed 22 a million a lot more than I, I. And yeah. so um, I, I still haven't properly listened through all of Big Red Machine. Um, but I do know some of the tracks, like, is it Gratitude that you sent me the live clip of? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's good stuff, but I can see what you mean. Like it's a little bit more bandy than his kind of experimental audio yeah. stuff. I, I I could be wrong about this. I feel like Justin Vern's a little bit like, um, like Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age or Damon Albarn from the Gorillas. Like they're, they are a main driving force of the band but they're better when they're not mm. like the main focus or they have people around them who can like help craft songs to something that's not just their vision anymore. Do you feel though that like Bon Iver has become more of a collective over the past like, year or so? He likes to say that. I'm not sure if he has. <laughs> okay. I just noticed like, you know, all the stuff online um, on social media around the release of I, I was like, you know, shots of all these people I have no clue about, yeah. um, which is great. And he's doing so much collaboration and that sort of thing. And just he just dropped a track like yesterday or the day before. Yeah, he did. And they re-released did the um, the Blood Bank EP, which I'm actually a huge fan of. Oh, that's such a good EP. Yeah. They released yeah. like a live version of it. Cool. I haven't checked it out on Bandcamp yet, but um, it, I think it's on my wish list. Looks good. Nice new art. Um, yeah. that's all the catch up I had. 
Yeah. One last thing. Um, for those that are interested, our website is now up and running and all the links are working. There's no 404s. Um, and so you can, you can kind of hunt around there and there's stuff if you want to have a look at it. Um, just we didn't have any infrastructure in last time we were recorded, so I had nothing to say. Cool. Anyway, I think that's follow-up or regrouping as you called it. I like that. Regrouping. Okay, so for homework this week, I sent Josh um, a band called Miracles of Modern Science and their album Mean Dreams. So, Josh, tell me about Mean Dreams. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't clue until this morning that they could be acronyms. The, the name could be shortened to Moms when you said that. And I was like, Moms, hey, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting band. So it's, um, like dance, dance pop, but, um, all the instrumentation is classical string instruments. So like cellos, violins, double bass, and then a drum kit. Mm. Um, and mandolin and mandolin. Yeah. It's really tight and there's a lot of energy to it. Um, I got a lot of theater vibes from the album. Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I I was trying to think of how to explain it. Like, so like the first song, there's like um, harmonized gang vocals that are like saying things like, uh, "Where is gotta it? Gotta follow your heart. You gotta follow your heart." <laughs> and like, I can see that being or, in like a Broadway musical very easily. Um, and but the, then they say or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Like, like they have that kind of. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard this album on, like, an off-Broadway show, musical show kind of thing. They had that kind of feeling to them. Um, hmm. uh, probably my favorite track um, was uh, Mothers in Jeans. I like that one a lot. Oh, okay. Um, I think I... Keep going. With, with one big exception, which is that it commits my most... Uh, hated thing in music, which is the raw, unfiltered key change halfway through the song for no reason. I was like, <laughs> it's almost so good, and then that happens, and I was like, oh no. Yes, it does. It's like a hard cut. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh my goodness. So that that picking up quite a bit. <laughs> my favorite track is the one after that, tap dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no, sorry, it, two tracks after tap yes. dance. Yeah. Um, but that's a good track too, Mothers and Jeans. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the album kind of petered out halfway through, or maybe after after the Bad Body song, it's kind of like, I don't know, it didn't really hold me after that. Um, not even the chop? No, not really. Kinda lost, I kinda, it kind of yeah. lost my love after that, after that halfway point. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Um, I think I listened to it enough to love the whole way through, but it can e- like it can easily drop off. Yeah, and you sent me a music video, mm. which was the the bad body music video, which is I don't know how you like a like interpretive dance music video, um, interpolating the lyrics with people kind of acting them up, but also the band playing in the background. Mm. Um, I, in leotards and in, in lots, lots of leotards. Well, it further plays into my theory of this being like a some kind of theater trip that actually became a band somehow. Um, 
Uh, it was very well acted, and it um, it got the point of the song across more, I think, than that when I just listened to it on its own. Being about yeah. like relationships and um, kind of how hard they are to navigate at times. Hmm. Um, I found that on a subreddit for this, um, yeah, like listen to this. Mm. And so that was the first thing I saw. I didn't see it, like hear anything. It was just that video. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed yeah. it for the most part. I, I didn't love it, um, but I'd give it maybe a six out of ten. It was a good listen, mm-hmm. especially the the front half of it. It definitely kicks off because the the first track on the album there's like no warm up whatsoever. It just kind of like just kind of kicks you in the face and Six, gets going. Sixteenths on the hi hat. Yeah, it's just, like, just, yep, we're in. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me let me get adjusted. But yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah, they they're a lot of fun. I was actually listening to some of their other releases as I gave it to you, and they're not as good. Like they're clever and they're good songwriters and they're a bit meta, mm. but yeah, I think they're finished now. That that album's from 2015 or something, and they're done. Yeah, a couple years ago. All right, which is a bit sad about. All right, now you gave. Oh, you. I'll give it up to you. <laughs> Sorry, um, bro. <laughs> I I gave you uh, uh, a band called Lancome. The album's called mm. All the Live Long Day. Um, I. I, I was offered this album by a, f- a friend of ours, and I really treasure this music, actually. But you t- tell me what you think. This was incredible. <laughs> like, I am so glad you sent me this. It has been a beautiful week. <laughs> oh. um, so this is an amazing release. For those who are looking for something to hang this on, it's kind of like drone folk. Um but mixed with post-rock as well. I Like, that's my interpretation of it. So I started, I've listened to it maybe four times through, and you you gave me an album very in the vein of the one I gave you last week, yeah. except that this one does not get boring because it's long. Like, <laughs> So these tracks are like all 10 and 7 minutes, and they are amazing. And not once does it get dull. Like, it's, it's always this slow burn of a song. And what you think is a really boring kind of dry part, like the instrumentation. So I need, I need to give context. It's Irish. They're an Irish band. Um, yeah. And they're, but they're like modern folk. And the thing I couldn't figure out, Josh, can you tell me, are these real folk songs or did they write them? So some of them are, some of them aren't. Um, okay. Because some of them sound like, you know, the Wild Rover and yeah. Hunting the Wren and the Dark Eyed Gypsy. Like they all sound like songs I've heard before. The the Wild Rover in particular is a very famous uh, trad Irish song from the sixties, well, popularized in the sixties and seventies. Um, the Wild Rover got me in, so that was a good opener because by I think it was by like seven minutes in, they started bringing in electric guitars and like you know dissonant like minor second um, string harmonies, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's F sharp A sharp infinity. <laughs> It's East Hastings by God's Feed You Black Emperor. Like it's a beautiful kind of post-rock but old post-rock sound, like really raw. I just love that. Um, and I love Irish music. Like do you know the Chieftains? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, brilliant. I love this sound, this almost pitchy singing that's just like so real. Yeah. So um, it made me remember how much I love kind of this this sound. I, I, I didn't know how 
familiar you were with traditional Irish music, um, the Chieftains and Luke Kelly and that kind of stuff for the Progues. And so this this is often, I consider, a really great modern take on what is like old standards, but done mm. really new and with old school instrumentation. So like squeeze box, yeah. and Elin pipes and that kind of stuff. But it's like very different from anything you'd hear back in the day. So I listened to the, is it the Progues or the Pogues? The Pogues, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I listened to them way back when I was just out of high school. Um, I used to work with a guy who was Irish and he put me onto them. So I listened to them a little bit, wasn't super familiar. Like I'm used to more like Irish reels, like yeah. um, violin reels, because of I used to play with um, a violinist and a guitarist and we would do some reels every now and then. So I was familiar with those kinds of sounds, but I hadn't heard the lyrics as much. So that was new, but it was great. Mm. Um, so here's a few things. I love how with this kind of music, there's no need to force a build. Like it just happens and you can't stop it. It's like a train of sound and it just keeps building and building and building. So yeah, that was that was great. I've had um, um, when the young people dance in my head all week and <laughs> So has my wife, poor thing. <laughs> um, and I lo- I agree. I love the like um, mixture of traditional instruments. Like it's really reedy. And sometimes I can't quite tell what's playing. Like um, there are some of them. What is it? There's one song. It's one, either track six, seven or eight, like the Dark Eyed Gypsy, Pride of, might have been Pride of Petrovor. I don't know what the instrument is at the start. I I need to look at some photos of them and I did look at a bit, but I couldn't quite tell what was being played. So yeah. that was a bit new to me, but like, yeah, it, it was such a confusing genre, like <laughs> to kind of <laughs> hear all these different sounds all together. It, I loved it. I really, really loved it. I would give this a strong nine. Ooh. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, and the, the songwriting was so confident. Like the last piece, um, the hunting of the wren begins with this really dry bass riff, like double stopped bass riff. And I was like, where are they going with this? This is just a bit of a dull opener. By the end, you're like, yes, that's why. <laughs> like, you know, they're just confident. They're like, we're going to begin like this with this really seemingly um, mundane sound. And they get it to a place where it just makes sense. So, yeah, strong nine for me. Loved it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. So because of the live long day, um, Lancome, I wanted to hear a little bit more like heavy singer-songwriter music. So I decided to listen to On Avery Island by Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, Do you know this one? I don't know this album in particular. Yeah, so... You introduced me to In an Aeroplane Over the Sea, as every good friend should. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I actually I actually bought that when I was visiting Prince Edward Island uh, a while back. Okay. And I even bought even bought the little 33 and a third guide to it. Um, you know, those little books that are about albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was reading up about that, but I remember reading in that and it was talking about this album called On Avery Island. And it was their, it was Neutral Milk Hotel's first album. And I just never got to it until 
just maybe a month ago, they put both albums off on Bandcamp. Okay. And so I had it had it on my, one in my wish list and thought, all right, Neutral Milk Hotel always felt a bit Irish to me, even though they're American. They just have that. Maybe it's the way it's sung. There's something about it. Do you do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It's got a kind of manic edge to it. Yeah. Oh man, chaos is yeah, chaos <laughs> and manic definitely are what they are. So if you haven't heard this album, it's not as strong as their follow-up, but it's a great album. Okay. Um it's it's a lot of fun as well. You know how like they start some of their songs off and it's this complete chaos. It's kind of like almost Dylan-esque with the like um, um, Johnny was in the basement mixing up the medicine. What's that one? Oh, there's, you know, his run on kind of bluesy songs where almost there's too many bars in each of the sections and they just run on the lyrics. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, openers are great um, of this song. It's There's so much crunch. You, I love the crunch. It's like, it's a guitar that like, it sounds like my old high school guitar plugged in straight with no like EQ or anything, no bottom end. And then they've just put distortion on top of it. And um, it's so nineties, like it's another nineties release where, you know, they just had an acoustic guitar with like classic rock. <laughs> well, not classic rock, but like rock and roll with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. So Yeah. I love the unconventional chords. Um, so it feels like, you know, um, the Pixies and like, where is my head? Where, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm confusing it with uh, the national. What's the name of the song? Where's my mind? Where is my mind? Come on, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how there's too many major chords in that chord progression? Like yeah. you shouldn't have the G sharp major. So they kind of do that in on Avery Island. There's just a few too many major chords to make sense of the diatonic key. But um, that's great. And I love that. So it, it's just really nice to kind of hear this refreshing singer-songwriter stuff, which isn't super predictable. Um, so I was going to ask you what this album's about. I thought you might have known, um, but... It seem, like it doesn't seem to have as much of a theme as you know Anne Frank in um, in an aeroplane over the sea, but I realised I don't know where on uh, Avery Island is. I thought it was in New York, like near Manhattan, but is it? I saw on a bottle of Tabasco sauce yesterday. It's in LA. Is this correct? What? Hold on. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. I <laughs> I don't know where Avery Island is. So off the top of my head. <laughs> Okay, I, I just, because I thought, like, the cover is kind of a fair, and I thought that Avery Island was this island where, you know, it was kind of like a showground island somewhere off Manhattan, but I think I'm totally wrong, and all the Americans are going to be screaming at me, so I'll check that out. I just feel like there's so need, there's, feels like there's some sort of concept to this album, but I just don't know what it is, and I need to do a bit of research, so. Uh, first, yeah. first, first Google search, Avery Island is a salt dome. Best known as the source of Tabasco sauce out of Louisiana. Oh, okay. I don't know what a salt dome is, There's... but it's what that is, apparently. Okay, I need to do research. Sorry, didn't do some Wikipedia reading for this. <laughs> a salt dome. Yeah. Anyway, so I I really love this album. I don't think it's quite as strong as the second, but it still gets a, like, seven and a half for me. Yeah. Um, seven and a half. Uh, yeah, listen to it. I reckon listen to it. And I wanted to just reference something just as a finisher. Um, there's a band called Even Oxen from um, 
from Texas somewhere. And I remember hearing about them in 2015 and I now understand where they get their sound from. Particularly, <laughs> you're going to hate this, on, a- on Avery Island, there's a 13-minute track at the end. Um, <laughs> and I love, I love the drone folk kind of abstract stuff. It's, it's called Pre-Sisters <laughs> Swallowing a Donkey Eye. And it's like 13 minutes and 50 seconds. It's crazy. But this band, mm. Even Oxen, who are really riffing off this sound, also have like this super long, like crazy drone track. And I was like, ah, yeah. Like their sound is very much like Neutral Milk. And then they've even copied kind of the massive song in the middle. Um, yeah. I just love the drone folk genre. So it's been a real drone folk uh, week for me. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been listening to. Colored me highly surprised that you would enjoy the drone folk genre. <laughs> you know me well. Um, as for myself, I yeah had a bit of a tough week picking one thing. I didn't really listen to a uh, a whole album in particular really this week or this um, last two weeks. Hmm. Um, so I've got a couple things I'll touch on, which are like single release songs, and I'll try and sure. do quickly. Um, so first I want to talk about, um, some things that the gorillas have been releasing. Um, they've been putting out like new singles and quotations every two to three weeks. And, um, Hmm. they've all been really, really good in my opinion, certainly better than their last couple album releases have indicated. Um, and they put out one last week, which I actually talked to you a little bit about with, uh, Peter Hook from Joy Division or New Order, um, yes. playing playing bass, which I love, 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 and um, mm. so the song's called Aries, and it's like it's basically just a carbon copy of a New Order song, but with a Gorillaz filter over it, which is I'm okay with because it's a good copy, basically. Um, I don't know New Order, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> early New Order are really great. I don't like New like New Order that much, but. Um, New Order were the were the were the band that kind of formed out of the, um, the ruins of Joy Division after the lead singer killed himself, basically. No. Um, anyway, well, well, that that's a story for a different time. Um, so I think uh, a song called Desole and Aries by the Girls they released are really good. Um, mm-hmm. Second, I don't know how I found this song. Um, it's by a band called Twelve Point Buck, and. Uh, they're out of the Blue Mountains. I found them on Bandcamp. And they're like surf rock with lo-fi like, corners to it. Like my Blue Mountains? Like Sydney? Like Sydney Blue Mountains, yeah. Oh, right. Um, cool. 12, so, it's, so it's like if you play like surf rock really lazily and then cranked all the fuzz effects you have to maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, so the song's called Happy Zhong. And it's, I don't know, I just, like, it's, it's very... Um, eccentric but it's the kind of thing that i love which is like nice just hard fuzz over some like nice melodies i'll i'll we'll put it up later it's really different I love yeah it yeah, yeah um that sounds cool and then third um this one is a, a favorite artist of ours called pierre yes uh, so uh <laughs> we've talked about him for a long time after you gave me his first album um hmm. so he's been kind of teasing that he wants he's going to release a new full album this year sometime. And so tomorrow, uh, apparently. Tomorrow, apparently? Because he posted 
on Instagram, 20th of the 4th, 2020. Uh, oh, really? So like, he... I, th- I mean, I could be wrong again because the <laughs> countdown happened and not much happened, obviously. So we're going to talk about this. So on his website, uh, uh, so Pierre is an Indian artist from Australia, and he, on his website, he had a countdown. And we're like, oh, what's this countdown for, Asher and I? And then on the hmm. day that it happened, the website kind of went down, and there was uh, three links on it an email address, a, a link to the uh, Return of the King Oscars acceptance speech, and then the opening shot from season three of Twin Peaks, which is like a long highway shot. And I was like, what What does any of this mean? <laughs> and I kind of gave up. But Asher actually managed to hunt down an email and get all this stuff. So there's two tracks that were hidden amongst all this information, basically. In the comments section of the Twin Peaks stuff, he put a link to a media file. Yeah. Um, file. Um, so the two, the two tracks themselves, they don't really have names. So they're just called Treasure 1 and 2. Um, mm. And they're very atmospheric, even more so than what I, we usually hear from, from Pierre. Um, yeah, even more than the EP, like the All Roads EP. Yeah. I... I, I, it's hard to form an opinion of them as like whole songs. I guess they're the kind of more um, little little sound vignettes, but I think they're quite nice to listen to. Quite beautiful in their like their construction. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm excited to to see what this album he's going to release feels like. If it has this kind of vibe from it, if he's going to be able to get like the similar creative. Um, singing melodies over that kind of backdrop yeah yeah um can i ask a question sure out of his self-titled and all roads ep which one do you prefer i think i prefer the ep as a as a whole thing hmm. i obviously like songs on the album that i love hmm. but i think I, I like i like the ep quite a bit Hmm. I, I think I like self-titled more, but he does have the same kind of melodies on the EP. And I, th- I don't, that's a good point. Like, I think he'll be able to pull it off, but I mean, he's only got a small body of work, so it's hard to really know. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'm excited yeah. to see what he does. Yeah, me too. That's, that's kind of all I listen to. That's good. I was actually in a similar state to you, um, struggling to find something until like the last half of this week when I started listening to Neutral Milk again. Um, but yeah. So do we want to do just a couple of honorable mentions? I only have one. Uh, sure. Honorable mention. Yeah. Um, do you know who Rosie Thomas is? No. Um, she's a friend of Sufjan, um, sings on Christmas albums. Uh, she she has like a, an old LP that I was just been listening to. Just great, great band sound. I just love when people can record a band really well, like, and have warmth. Like the complete polar opposite to Neutral Milk is having everything <laughs> recording recorded beautifully and it just feels warm. It was just <laughs> nice. It wasn't enough to do a full review on, but like I was just enjoying her, her um, latest. One. Yeah, and she did a little remix EP with Sufjan, and it's quite fun. So I'll, I'll post that in the show notes. 
Um, honorable mentions for me would probably be um, some of the some of the live shows that have been going on because of the quarantine stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. In particular, I've been watching uh, David Bazin from Page of the Lion. He's been like filming stuff at his house. Um, uh, or yeah. uh, Radiohead have been uh, releasing um, full concerts on their YouTube channel that have been not on the internet or have been taken down a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. Like once from their Kid A tour in Germany, or the one yesterday was from Lollapalooza last year or two years ago now. Except they played a whole bunch of Kid A stuff on that Lollapalooza one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when I tuned in, they were playing... Um, everything in its right place. And then they played Idiotech. And I was like, wait, what year is this? It's like 2016. Yeah. That, that concert's <laughs> a weird one. Cause that's the one that they infamously played creep at for the first time in like a good decade and a bit. Just, just, just for like a infamous? bit of a joke. I guess. I don't know why they played it. They, they hate that song. I know that they hate it, but like, did they play it badly or? <laughs> They they played it twice that year. I think they played it at Coachella that year, and uh, they tried to play it, and the sound like kept on cutting out for that song, like it like something broke, upstage, and Tom just like started laughing basically, and then like kind of kind of blitzed through it, not caring about it, <laughs> still. <laughs> anyway, you, to be honest, I don't even know what creep is really like. I I have never really bothered to listen to it. That's fine. I, I yeah. yeah, I was kind of sad that. The the Radiohead boys haven't done anything in particular on their own during this quarantine time, but actually, the uh, guitarist Ed O'Brien has been really sick potentially from COVID nineteen itself. So right, maybe they're just kind of playing it safe. Well, I mean, Tom Tom York just released Amina late yeah. last year. He's probably pretty burnt out too. Yeah, wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like Amina? <laughs> no, I did. I, I enjoyed uh, All right. one or two tracks from it particularly. Okay, that's what we've been listening to this week. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. See you, Josh. Bye. Bye.